What's up? It's Moody MD. Listen, I have struggled. We'll get through this together. Yo, I'm TBD. I'm a work in progress, helping us reach our full potential. We on a journey. This is about personal growth. Our voices. Our experience. This is us, transparent, no filter. Life is short. Let's make it sweet. Let's get it. Yo, what's up, Short and Sweet Podcast, episode number five, Dr. Moody MD and TBD myself. What's up, Moody MD? How you doing? <laughs> you got it right. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm doing good. And let me tell you why. So Cardi got this new song by Cardi B, and it's called Up. You heard it? That ain't a new song, but yeah, I heard That's it. That's not a new song. Uh, you, you, it's you not a new too, song. You work too much. Okay, so I work too much. I'm old. I'm in my 30s. And I heard this song and it's just giving me life. You know, it's, it's super creative. I saw the music video on it and it reminds me of back when I was in high school as a cheerleader and we would do these little dances and we would be popping. And so mm. now it's like, it's not so much about twerking. It's going back to like this popping and body movements and things like that. So it's really giving me life and it's motivated me to get in shape a little bit more and to do my stretches and get flexible. So anyways, that's what's been up with me. I, I probably listened to the song about 30 times, which is a lot considering 30 I times. just came That's a lot. You got it on, you got it on repeat. Considering on repeat, <laughs> on repeat, considering I just found it like two days ago, which is crazy. You just found that song two days ago. That, I mean, that that's what's up. I haven't heard people talk about music videos in a while either. So that's, that's good that those are starting to be a thing. Cause I know when we grew up, like how I had talked about my dancing and whatnot, music videos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> music, yes. Music videos was a thing. And um, my dancing has led us to like our topic that we're going to get into later. But um, I, I wanted to uh, just touch base real quick. Um, so I did finally figure out that it is women's history month. Women's mm. History Month officially. So happy Women's History Month for you. And um, one of the things I, I want to be transparent, like, you know, we were supposed to record a couple of days ago. We started, but I was off. I'm stuttering. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I, I was just off, man. And, you know, as what, as what, like, strong Black women do, Pauline assessed that. She noticed that. And she was like, look, let's just cut it. Let's. Mm -hmm. Let's let's just redo it. We'll go back to the drawing board. So I appreciate you for that. And, um, you know, I appreciate strong black women always being a backbone and, you know, just knowing when to, when to cut it. So, you know, mm -hmm. and then with that as well, I know you said you don't have a heroin for the month, but I, I want to continue that for this mm -hmm. month. Um, so my heroin for the week, I want to give it to my aunt. Marsha, um, she just celebrated her 30th year with um, L.A. County. Um, Doing what? Los Angeles. She works in the division of probation. Mm. And so my aunt had took me in. Um, you know, she took me in for the summer when I was 11, 10, 11. She took me to Kobe, Kobe Bryant's dad's uh, jelly, Joe Jellybean Bryant, his basketball camp. Had me in gymnastics, had me in skateboarding, tennis, 
karate, dance all, lessons. All, all in the summer. Nah, no dance lessons. <laughs> but like just all in the summer, like I, I just appreciate her wherewithal, her, her, her kind heart, like her, like she's very selfless. Like she will literally give you her last dollar. And if she doesn't have it, if she doesn't have it, she would borrow someone else's dollar to give to you and be in debt to somebody else just to make sure that you are in a good position. So I do, I do appreciate her selfless act and I appreciate all the sacrifices that she's done to help make me better. And congratulations on your 30th year with LA County. Um, hopefully. Congratulations. For sure. Hopefully the retirement's coming soon. Um, so that's what's been up with you celebrating women's history month now that we know um, what it actually is and so let's get into talking about what happened last episode since we're talking about women's history slash empowerment month because I still want to call it that um so last episode we talked about self-worth and when we talked about self-worth we went into um, how the inner critic happened and evaluating your, uh, your abilities and how the inner critic has really defined for you, D, some things about yourself, like not liking to get on the dance floor and get yourself moving. Was there anything that I said that particularly stood out with you? Um, one of the things that you said um, when you had talked about like the, the topic of doing that self-evaluation, I thought that that mm-hmm. was very critical. And that is something that I've tried to install into my daily routine. Um, like one, I did talk about doing the daily af- affirmations, um, but also taking time to look at myself and look at my flaws and what I can improve on. Mm-hmm. Whether it's dancing, whether it's public speaking, whether it's, um, you know, talking on this podcast, like, because like I've expressed, this is a form of therapy for me. This is something mm-hmm. that this platform is something that I really take pride in doing. Um, so that's that's really what I took off that last episode. So for the self-evaluated abilities, I kind of switched it around because you started off the goal of the week for what is our the listeners. Last... Yeah. Yeah. For our, the listeners to really look at um, what are some things that you can do to make yourself feel good in terms of self-care? And then I took it and made it more about self-worth, about sure. what you're talking about. And for me, um, it was really looking at trying to be better for myself in terms of therapy. So I go to therapy four times a week. Don't judge me. It's a very intensive kind of therapy. Four times a week. Four times a week, I go to therapy. And so I'm always late every single session. I'm late. (laughs) And one thing that struck out to me last episode is that you really talked about how your self-worth was derived from your work that you do and whether or not that's being on time or showing up and performing to a certain standard. Um, So with that being said, I know therapy isn't necessarily work work, but it is work because I'm working on myself. And so I really made it a point since our last episode to show up on time and be mentally ready to engage in a in an important way so that I can take what I need to take from my therapy. So yay for us. 
So we don't have any listeners writing in right now, but in the future, we definitely want to hear from you. Write with us. How did you do with our goals? And is it time to get into the let's talk about it or not? Yeah, we let's get into the let's talk about it or not. So with this, we got a new, fun, interactive uh, format that we want to introduce. So again, to Pauline's point, uh, viewership, listenership. If you like this, write us. Write us on Instagram. Email us at the short and sweet pod at outlook.com, or you could write us on Instagram um, at uh, the short and sweet pod. We got our Instagram page up and going. But so this format is essentially like spades. So since it's Women's Empowerment Month, I'm going to let Miss Pauline, Miss Moody MD go first. But how it goes <laughs> is she would lead and then with her best or with a topic necessarily, not her best topic. And I would counter with my topic and we would choose which topic is better. Or you could say it's like a versus. She puts her best topics versus my best topics. Y'all could agree or disagree what topics are better, but it's, it's all up for debate and all up for discussion. So, Miss Moody MD, I'm going to let you kick it off first. Show us what I'm you gonna got. I'm going to kick it off. Okay, so I want to talk about these Grammy Awards that aired on Sunday, March 14th, and I think it was on CBC, whatever. And so Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B got up and they performed WAP. And I think Cardi B performed some other song, maybe even Up um, as well. You know, I keep on talking about Up because I enjoyed that song. And so some people really enjoyed it. I think a majority of people younger, perhaps millennials, the the kids, the humors, whatever you want to call them, they enjoyed it. But then there were some people who felt that it was a little bit too sexualized, a little bit too much. And so because it's women's empowerment, I keep on saying empowerment because it's women's. Yeah, I like empowerment because it's women's history slash empowerment month. I want to ask you, my question for you is, was it too much? Did you see it? First of all, I did not. Okay, so you didn't see it. But just in what you know about rappers and kind of like the sexualization and what needs to happen in order to gain attention from the public. Um, what do you think about that? That's my first hand that I'm dealing out. So what you got for me? So what I got for you is, and I'm citing my sources, the NPR announced that China makes it a crime to question military casualties on the internet. So to me, that that equates back to our amendments, like as far as freedom of speech. Like I know that China is a communistic country and with them limiting what their citizens could say online, I think that's something empowering and something to talk about. But since this Women's Empowerment Month- (laughs) Yes. I think think my my subject could be better, but I'll- We're going to kick it off with yours. Okay, so you missed it. All right. So Cardi B and um, Meg Thee Stallion, they gave this performance. And I want to say they were even... Oh, go ahead. What what, what song did they perform? WAP? Yeah, they performed WAP. So first of all, let me tell you that I had never even heard that song until a couple of months ago. I heard that song. All right. And it came out like all last year and I had never heard of it. And actually, I was online 
the other day and I was on YouTube and I was watching these kids play WAP for their parents and listening to like these 40, 50 year olds listen to the song and just be overwhelmed by some of the lyrics. And so I don't, I, you know, I think in my opinion that it's, it, it was a little bit too much for me for TV. I like the idea of, you know, women's empowerment and women uh, taking back their femininity and, um, in their bodies, but what I didn't like is the fact that it aired on national TV. And sure. what is your thought about that and what TV has become? And this isn't censored TV. This isn't like after midnight, you know, BET used to have that, them late night videos, after dark, whatever. Hey, they used to BET, no, B, BET on cut. So, all right, so with, <laughs> yes. so with, so with that, um, you asked me if it was too much. As a man, I can never tell a woman what's too much and what's not enough. I do not like the viewpoint that we hypersexualize women and that these women had to utilize this national platform to showcase WAP, which was a hit from 2000, 2020. Um, you know, I think there's more to Megan. Megan Thee Stallion than her having a nice shape. I think there's more than more to Cardi B than the persona and the um, behavior that she showcases on social media and some of her rap lyrics. But if that's what she wants to give out, if that's what she wants to be known for, um, I'm okay with it. But just because women twerk and shake their booties and videos, it doesn't give men the right to sexualize women because just because i see a woman with a nice shape it doesn't invite me to just vacate her space mm -hmm. um so yeah i i can't say that it was too much or not enough because i i think you know if they're comfortable and they're confident and performing it then rock out do it mm -hmm. um but as a woman how did i mean you you, you told us how you felt um mm -hmm. I honestly, I enjoyed the performance. I felt yeah. like it was very entertaining. It was unique. I enjoyed the costumes. The makeup was very pretty. The hair. I just enjoyed it all. But what I can't say that I enjoyed is the fact that it aired on regular television because it was a lot of skin and almost like nudity that was showing. And yeah, it was almost like that. And so, you know, it seems like television now is very different than what television looked like, you know, 20 years ago when everything was censored. And, and so we have freedom of speech, but you know, for freedom of press. <laughs> I mean, I, I think things were censored, but I think everything that is now was happening back then. I mean, mm. honestly, like the, the Nelly song, Tip Drill, uh, Ludacris song, uh, dang. P-popping, P-popping. Those was, I've never, I haven't seen a video. And I mean, Uncle Luke. Mm -hmm. I mean, all, all Uncle Luke videos is, so now it's, instead of the men having those songs that do that, the women are owning it. So, I mean, mm. 
more power to them if that's what they want to do if that's if they want to own their femininity own their their sexual language do it i i i have nothing to say bad about i can't say it was too much i can't say it's too least women i'm an ally i'm an ally and i feel like i feel i feel like honestly like my job as a man to like when a woman's in my presence my job is to make her feel comfortable like even like if it's my my like any woman even like if i just meet a woman my job is to make her feel comfortable around me like she Mm -hmm. should not feel she shouldn't feel uncomfortable and you know, a lot of men cross the line and they look at women as objects. And yeah, but so women taking back their their sexuality and their femininity. What else you got for me? So yeah. it's my turn to go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's my turn. Let's see what I got. Okay, so this isn't necessarily new, but it's something that I came across, and it's um, this farm bill of 2018 that legalized CBD in a federally across the 50 states, DC. And I wanted to talk a little bit about it in terms of what constitutes getting high. CBD, THC, um, because this bill legalized CBD, but it has to have a certain threshold threshold of THC in it and THC is the component of marijuana that gets you high and so I wanted to talk about that what you got um you know let's man I'm gonna go with I heard you had Kurt Franklin I heard you had something about that I don't want to do the Kurt Franklin no more you don't don't want to do Kurt Franklin I don't want to do the Kurt so no I'm 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 gonna hit you with this one okay so Kanye West is worth $6.6 billion, becomes the richest Black man in U.S. history. Do you wow. want to talk about that or not? I know on our platform, you have mentioned that you dealt with bipolar, you're dealing with bipolar disorder. I know Kanye mm-hmm. has mentioned that he's dealing with bipolar disorder. And I feel like society tries to shun him and say that he's crazy when he has admitted that he's dealing with a disorder. Is this, is this something that you would want to talk about? Oh, for sure. Let's talk about it. So first of all, I think that Kanye is a very unique, creative, aspirational individual. I mean, from Yeezys and his collaboration with Adidas to just everything that he is doing. However... I do feel like in being unique and creative, he's also very different. Um, And part of him being very different is the fact that I think he has untreated bipolar disorder. He won't take any medications. Um, And I've gone through that same thing myself with not being compliant with medications. And when I'm not, I'm just not acting like myself. And I think that with Kanye, I'm unsure he would be the richest black man in U.S. history if it hadn't been for his bipolarity. And that's the interesting thing, because with Mm. bipolar disorder, you have the lows where you feel depressed and then people hear about the mania where you feel very up and that gives you a lot of energy. You might be more talkative, outgoing, confident. You might need less sleep. Um, more creative. And those are all things that really describe Kanye West. And so 
I'm excited for him. I'm I'm happy for him. But I, from my understanding, his marriage is is not going so great because he's not, um, you know, oh, he's unwilling to to really medicate um, himself. And I hate the idea of saying medicate because there's this idea when it comes down to bipolar disorder that because you have all these creative highs, then when you take medication, it takes away that creativity. And so I wondered if Kanye is experiencing anything like that. what you think? Um, I know Kanye, like, first off, I am very, congratulations, Kanye. Um, Kanye has overcome so much in the public eye, like with the, yeah. the, tra- the tragic car accident, he lost his mother. Um, the situation with him and Kelm, um, yeah. dealing with Amber Rose. I, I really don't know, like, as far as, like, the the personal situations, um, how that is affecting his bipolar disorder. I know as, like, a society, we do attribute, like, making more money as being successful. But this may not mm-hmm. even be, this may not even correlate to success for Kanye. Because I know, like, one of the things that he does lash out, and it could be part of the the manic stages is not being on the boards of Gap and not being on the the boards of Adidas and him saying that, you know, I'm the Walt Disney of this this generation. And um, I just pray he gets the help he needs, if he needs help, if he felt like, you know, it's his own personal journey. I just think Mm -hmm. it should be celebrated that he did it the right way. And this is inspirational to young black men to let them know that you could be anything you want to be. Like, you know, Kanye, when we came up, he kind of was the weirdo, the backpacker, um, wearing a po- the double polo shirts. And, you know, it, it was in that transit that transition stage um, of music. And Kanye was the, he was the, the front runner of that. So I'm just happy for him. Um, I pray for his relationship, his situation, but go yeah, Kanye. No. Yeah, I for sure. I pray for him and his his relationships. And the inter- that's the, the interesting thing, because a lot of times when people are manic, it's like you don't necessarily see how they're doing out in the public, because in the public eye, they look OK. But everything in terms of their personal life is really coming to a crash. So hopefully things things work out for him. But I'm excited for him, too. For sure. So I won that round. I won that round with the with the Kanye. So. In the midst of this being Women's Empowerment Month, um, I got another article from the LA Times. So it says, amid the uh, NCAA weight weight room backlash, one voice of the gender inequality was missing, Kobe's. Do you want to talk about it or not? What was missing again? Amid the weight room backlash. So with this whole situation, I mean, I could briefly give you. I heard about it. You, know, you heard about it? Okay. Yeah. But they're saying Kobe's voice was missing in that conversation of gender inequality. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So in the spirit of women, empowerment, I want to talk about Meghan Markle. So I don't know if you heard about the tell-all interview that she and her husband, Prince Harry of the British royalty, what they gave with Oprah. And during that interview, Megan really opened up about some of her mental health struggles she's had as she participated in the British royalty and being away from her own family and things like that. And so I would like to talk about it. Um, And 
mental health and how that might have played a role in Megan and their separation from what they previously were doing with the British royalty. I think my topic is more intriguing, but- I do. But, but it's on you. Like, honestly, where I was going with mine is like the wage inequality in between, not even, not even necessarily in sports, but in professions. Like yeah. for the, I mean, if you, if you got the bar at a dollar, they say on average women of color. So black women make 62 cents on a dollar wow. to white men. Now, can you go back and explain to us what's happening with the NCAA and the for gender sure. inequality? For sure, for sure. So there's a lot of issues. So if, if you all don't know what's going on right now, um, we are in March Madness, which is the biggest tournament in, in sports. So you got women's sports and you got men collegiate athletes that are in a 64-team bracket. And it's one... So it's a, a single elimination game. So within this tournament, um, right now, since we're in a pandemic, they have women who are being fed TV dinners where their male counterparts are getting steak dinners. They're getting they're getting catered meals. And you know what? what? I didn't hear about that. And then, so what I heard is that they had the what I heard room. is you the, about weight the weight room. room. The weight room. That's yeah. The weight, the weight room. So they gave the women like a stack of weights and basically a ballroom. And there were like two courts for them to practice on. And the men, they had a, they had a makeshift full Olympic gym. <laughs> they had squat presses and yeah. Um, what is up with that? What is up with that difference? Seriously, that seems almost like 1920, 1920s early 20th century kind of gender disparities. I was really surprised to hear that with everything that's happening in terms of eliminating those things and how could it be so visible and ready to be looked at? You know, it's a side-by-side -side comparison, March Madness, women teams and men's teams and head-to-head -head, same facility how could things be so different and they think that that's okay I don't understand that so the issue although that this is like a 1920s way of thinking but they're in the reality of this this whole NCAA it's a business mm -hmm. and the men's sports generates and billions of dollars whereas the that's women's true. sports hasn't caught up quite yet that's why I think it's very impactful to have a voice like I mean God rest his soul Kobe Bryant he was very adamant and very he was a trailblazer behind the movement and bringing that awareness to the women's game because I don't feel like the women's game is as appreciated and as respected as the men's game because women aren't dunking women yeah. I mean it's, it's physical now, do, do you feel like he was more vocal in this gender um equality realm because he has three daughters or had four daughters I think that that may have um opened his his mind to it but I think exposure like Kobe was he was a very cultured individual he grew up in Italy 
spoke multiple different languages. So he was exposed to so much information and just, um, and then also with sports, you do get closer to different people. Like you have to appreciate like being an Olympic, like Kobe was a, I think three-time Olympic champ. Don't quote me on that. But, I, <laughs> but, 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 you know, with being out the country with your fellow athletes and a lot of them being women athletes, Kobe built a bond. He built a relationship and he was a, he was a trailblazer. You know, he gave sure. donated money, gave shoes and just really gave him a platform. He was a trailblazer. And one thing you said that hit me is that this is a business and I'm going to play devil's advocate. And I'm going to say that how can we expect the these this business to invest all this money for women's sports when women's sports haven't caught up to the viewership that the male sports have? It's like you're asking them to invest money in something that's not going to give them gains. And that seems like it's not financially smart. Um, I can see that take from the business side, but I can also see as well, if you like, although you may take a L to begin with, if you put marketing dollars and put the right infrastructures in place, you can attract women to support women. I know with soccer, Mm. they do it. Um, you know, the women world cup team, the women's soccer team, they dominate. And I, I think honestly, women can dominate. It's just all about marketing. It's all about getting other women interested. And it's all about like how you had brought up like Megan and um, Cardi being, yeah. being um, viewed sexualized by wearing less. I think if we like have strong, powerful women talk about it being cool and attractive and sexy with them just wearing basketball shorts and, you know, just playing, like just hooping. Like I respect the women's game. Like there's a lot of women who can beat men. Um, I just think. Be honest. If you have, if you have two hours, you're going to watch a men's game or you're going to watch a women's game. It depends on the women's game. I have watched and I have like, you know, you know me, like I, um, I do sports bets. So I do, I do take up and follow the WNBA and Mm -hmm. I I know a lot of their stars and I just don't think they do the proper job marketing, but it's it's a new lead. So for sure. Um, No, I feel you on that. I tried to catch you up with that one. (laughs) So what we getting into today? So what we getting into is self-esteem. We're getting into self-esteem and this all sparked (laughs) in this, this translated from our previous episode that you got to, go back and listen to hero or villain in which I was confused on the topic of self-care and self-worth. And I really realized when I was given my example of the dancing and that inner critic and my siblings laughing at me for doing. <laughs> Why am I laughing? That's not nice. <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. But my, 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 my siblings laughing at me for, for dancing and just being in my own zone. Um, you have, you have asked me an interesting question about, is it possible 
to have lower self-esteem in certain areas. Correct? That, that, that's... I did ask that. Well, first off, I'm wondering if some of our listeners are wondering what in the world is self-esteem? It's, it's, what is self-esteem? So if we get into self-esteem, you got to get into the root. So self is, of course, I. Esteem is respect or admiration. Mm. So with that, so to answer your question, I, I ask a question. I am gonna ask a question. Ask but question. I wanna I wanna hit you. I'm we we double teaming and we we tagging each other. So self-esteem is the respect and admiration that you have for yourself. For sure. And the question that I had asked for you last episode is because you had mentioned how things were for you growing up. You used to like to dance, not so much after your siblings. And I asked. Um, I indicated, or I think I asked the question of, okay, that sounds like low self-esteem potentially. And you said, no, I have great self-esteem. So then my question to you was, is there a possibility that you could have low self-esteem in some areas and higher self-esteem in others? What do you think? So to answer your question, I would say no. And the reason why I say no is like, let's use this, the dance example. Sometimes you, I think it's self-respect and knowing your, I think it's self-esteem to have that respect to know your own limitations. Mm -hmm. So if I know that I'm not good at something, then I shouldn't publicly do something because I don't want to be the butt of the joke. Mm -hmm. So I feel like self-esteem is being cognitive and being aware of your own limitations. I think it's being aware of your own limitations as well, but there's also that cliche about laugh like no one's ever heard you laugh before, dance like no one's watching. And I think that's part of having a higher self-esteem where you have high respect for yourself, whether or not you can do something well or not. It's like, you don't give a fuck. I could see that. I could see that correlation, but I do feel like, having that respect is just knowing like you you know that you ain't good at certain things so mm. why why even do it so i mean I, I can see where you're coming from i can see where you know some of the listeners may challenge me and be like nah we feel like you got lower self-esteem in that avenue and yeah. my challenge back would be like no maybe i just respect myself and know i'm not good at something so why do it or maybe I have been doing it behind closed doors and practicing <laughs> and getting myself ready for when I'm ready. So I, I mean, when I was thinking about and looking up signs of low self-esteem, that's actually one of the signs of low self-esteem, this certain kind of really like a fear to really express yourself in, uh, in a certain kind of way. Or another thing that they say is, um, you know, you have a hard time really, um, being yourself and you're more self-conscious about other people where you think that other people may only, um, notice your flaws and judge you. And I guess I, I hear what you're saying in that if you really can't dance that well, then you have to be, have this certain kind of self-awareness about yourself. So you, you don't set yourself up for a certain kind of failure. Um, and with that, like, so even if we stay with the dance correlation, 
Um, Cause I, a lot of people correlate people that can't dance to not having rhythm. And my challenge to that is I, I don't feel like I have the limitation in rhythm because like how I expressed previously on other episodes, I used to do music. So I can obviously find a beat and stay on beat, but I just realized my self limitations and I chose different ways to express myself when it came to music. I'd rather be the person writing the music or writing my own tunes than dancing to the tunes. So I do feel like that was me finding my voice. Like I knew, and I think that's part of finding your voice. Like you have to know your limitations. You have to know what you're good at and what you're not. You're not going to be the master of all things and the jack of all trades. And so I think that's part of the self-esteem and high self-respect is just a high self-respect is just knowing, knowing you. And I, mm-hmm. I know, I know that, um, I can't make chicken and dumplings. Mm-hmm. So you ain't gonna catch me in the kitchen making ch- chicken and dumplings. I mean, I, you, you might, if I read the directions and whatnot, but I mean, how do you know you can't make chicken and dumplings though? How do you know that? Have you tried it before? I think I tried it before and it was just doughy, but with that comes repetition. So even with dance or anything, high reps, the more you do something, the more studious you become at it, the more proficient. Well, the way, the reason why I bring that up is because another indicator of low self-esteem can be this fear of trying something new. Right. And I'm not trying to build you up and be like, uh, oh, build you up to say that you have low self-esteem. I'm just going, I'm going through. This is dialogue. Signs. This is dialogue. So, this is dialogue. This, this is, this so is one of the um, signs of low self-esteem is that you have a fear of trying new different things. And so you might worry about what other people might criticize you about that different thing. You have this certain overwhelming fear of failure. Um, and so the reason why I was asking you, well, have you ever tried making chicken and dumplings? Because if you just thought you were just going to not make it because you're going to fail, then that could be a sign of low self-esteem. I mean, in that, in that regards, I, I I would say that. And that's why that was a poor example. But I'm going to reel it back and I'm going to keep it back on dance. So <laughs> if we look at that dance example, I would not say I would not like. So if a woman was like, yo, I want to dance. I'm not going to push a woman away. I'm going to dance with her. I'm, but I just I just know myself. That's not what I do. It's just certain things. And that's just, that to me, that's part of respect. Like, you knowing yourself is being respectful of yourself. And, um, you know, how you, how you were doing your research of signs of low self-esteem, I found the steps to individuals who deal with low self-esteem, the, the steps that it takes to make you feel better about yourself. So you don't think that self-esteem is stable and an enduring thing? You think that people can build upon it? I definitely think you could build upon it. And I think all about I think it's about repetition and it's about being cognitive of it's about being self-aware. It's about doing that self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. And with that. Doing that self-evaluation, becoming more knowledgeable of self will give you that esteem, will give you that respect. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like people have heard the, the term respect the game. In order to respect mm-hmm. the game, you got to go through the game. And the way you go mm-hmm. through the game is just by experiences. 
so you're saying that the the first part of building your self-esteem is to have a certain kind of awareness it's by having a, a certain kind of awareness or identifying okay. identifying those trouble those troubling conditions yeah that's what i came across and that's what i can imagine too that in building your self-esteem you want to make sure that you identify things that don't focus on the negative, focus on things that you're good at and try to develop those things. So that could be like in your career, making sure you go into a career that makes sense for you, for D, coaching, life coaching, empathetic listener, therapist. Um, it could also be certain hobbies that you enjoy doing or certain interests. So for sure. For sure. What that's else you got for That's us? one of them. Um, become aware of the thoughts and beliefs so mm. with that I think that deals primarily with your inner critic becoming aware right. of that anytime you start to doubt yourself challenge that challenge challenge your way of thinking mm -hmm. is another how, way to come how can you challenge your way of thinking well one thing that struck me is those positive affirmations you've been talking about sure, can you tell us sure. more about it sure. like the book the book, um, I mean, set daily goals, set, um, set something to strive for. And once mm -hmm. you achieve those goals on a daily basis, I think it gives you that extra boost. Um, one of the things that a lot of people, um, since I'm becoming a father, a lot of people have been bringing up to me, like, you don't take a lot of photos. Like, why is that? And I'm just like, I don't like to smile. Like, I just naturally have a, a resting RBS for whatever. Bitch face. Bitch face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just be chilling like, and it's, it's they're like, yo, like, you should take more photos when you have your son. Like, don't forget those memories. Like, take photos. For sure. I'm just mm -hmm. like, you know what? That's you're right because it ain't about me. It's about him. But you know, that's a that's a, like affirmations. That's a great tool. Setting daily goals. As well. So what's an example of like an affirmation? Because I think some people might be listening and think. So for me, when I think about an affirmation, I think about a short sentence that starts with I. And it could be something like, I am powerful beyond measure. I am successful. And sure. those are examples of good brief affirmations that you can just wake up in the morning. You can say to yourself to kind of get you going. And like what Coach D is saying, setting those daily goals is going to be important for you. For sure. Um, like some of the affirmations that my book hits on is I am black. I am strong. I, I am fearless. Like just those reassuring, those reassuring, those reassuring words helped you feel better about yourself. So you just affirming those, those actions. Um, this is, this is another one that, uh, that kind of correlates with that inner critic and it correlates to what you just said about how can you change your way of thinking It's challenged negative or inaccurate thinking so anytime you get that self-doubt you challenge it you nip it in the butt like when you have that thought of I think I can nah you change it to I know I can mm -hmm. anytime you start to, to feel any sense of doubt challenge it call yourself mm -hmm. out and it's important to talk to yourself like we give this 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 negative cognition with self talk, but I think that's that's healthy and that's important. Like I have conversations daily 
what like if if y'all really deep daily y'all, with yourself if y'all if y'all know if y'all know the thoughts that go through my mind like on a daily basis like, sure. like my, my mind be everywhere and it's mm-hmm. it's important to 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 know yourself and i feel like in order to know yourself you have to talk to yourself because you've mm-hmm. got to have a relationship with yourself and um yeah so really building yourself up from a, from a mental perspective and not relying on other people, which is an important thing about self-esteem because self comes from yourself, from I, and there's no way to really get self-esteem from other people. You have to, it's about how you see and respect yourself. For sure. Um, and the last thing is adjust your thoughts and beliefs. Use hopeful statements. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which goes back to like the affirmations and I am successful. I am black. I am fearless. Those are going to be all important things. And I know some people are probably wondering what that book is. We definitely will put it in the show notes so that you all have that. I'll definitely put it. At. I'll, I'll definitely put it in the link. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me about this last one is adjust your thoughts and your belief. Forgive yourself. You can make a mistake. Don't be hard on yourself. And I think that's part of self-respect, respecting the game. Players fuck up. You mm-hmm. can fuck up. But it's all about how you how you get back up and how you rebound. For sure. And that leaves us towards the end of the goal of the week. So what D is talking about, if you fuck up, then you fuck up. Be nice to yourself. And there's this whole big movement on self-compassion. How can we be more compassionate and kind and understanding to ourselves? And so the goal of the week is I want us to think about some time in our past, perhaps the recent past, today, yesterday, where you made a big fuck up and you just wish you hadn't done it. And so I want you to think about that and think about ways that you could be nice to yourself. A good example and a good way to think about it is what would you say to a friend? If your friend hit you up and said they had did what you did, what would you say to that friend? And you'll see oftentimes that we're our worst enemy, which is what we talked about in last episode, hero versus villain. And so how can we be nicer to ourselves? How can they reach us, D? How can they reach us? They can reach us at the short and sweet pod at outlook.com or you can write us on Instagram at the short and sweet pod Instagram page. We need some followers. Um, definitely yes. some, we need some <laughs> participation from the viewers, the listenerships. We appreciate all the support. We out of here. Peace. Peace.